Sky Blue Fans TV. For the fans, by the fans. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sky Blue Fans TV, Season 3, Episode uh, T15 of uh, our Sky Blue Fans TV podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Smith, and tonight we'll be talking about the uh, 1-1 draw against Swansea City. Uh, another point on the road, first point of the season for us. Uh, tonight, I've been joined by two guests. I've got uh, Claudio um, Cardellino from the Leamington and Warwick Coventry City Supporters Club. Evening, Claudio. Evening. You're right, Mark. Yeah, good. Thanks. You're yourself. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Good, good. And I've got uh, Glenn Watkins, Sky Blue Hub, uh, who'll be here for about at least half hour or so of his time. Uh, Glenn, thanks for coming on. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, Mark. You? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, another lazy Sunday, but uh, looking forward to talking all things cough. So, any comments from uh, Sassy's game? Um, please, obviously, comment. We'll get those read out uh, as the show goes on. Okay, let's start talk about the game yesterday. So, uh, Mark Robbins made a couple of changes uh, to the team from uh, our, our victory at Middles against Middlesbrough. Um, Haji Wright starts in place um, from of Ellis Dims, and the other change was uh, Sakamoto, who came, who started uh, with Casey Palmer dropping out, I believe, for family reasons. So, starting eleven was Wilson Benivac, I think is the pronunciation. Uh, Thomas McFadden, Lato Baudier, the Silver Sheaf, Echo, Sakamoto, Wright, and Godden. Uh, Claudio was was that a team that obviously it was a bit of a blow to lose Palmer, wasn't it? Um, it's just yeah. a bit frustrating that one, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of expected uh, Wright to start. That was on the cards, I think. Uh, and obviously uh, Sakamoto was the surprise because we didn't really know about Palmer at all. A couple of hours before the game, it, the rumours were going around that he wasn't there. Um, and uh, I felt a bit sorry for Sakamoto because I don't think that's his role, really. Uh, mm. But he did well, uh, considering. Um, and it must be tough when, you, when you're thrown into that position uh, and you've got to try and link up with the midfield and forward line. He's probably not even done that in training, I wouldn't imagine, because that's not the role he's brought in for. Uh, but, I, I mean... The rest of the side is pretty much what I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Glenn Sakamoto. I mean, I guess the conundrum is what's his best position um, for the club because he's kind of a bit of a square peg around hole. That's the way I see it. He's got talent. We can all see that. But what's what's your views on that? Um, I think he can do the number ten role. Uh, I, I think he'd probably be better in a box with an O'Hare or with an Allen who can kind of guide him on what we do. Um, I think what he did well, the link-up with him and Milan, first half especially, was really good. He kind of linked up how Dabo and O'Hare used to link up. He used to do those nice little triangles. I think it was Walsh, Dabo and O'Hare. And they were really good. And I, I like that with him. I think he's better out wide. I think in the middle, he can probably get a little bit bullied. But he's clearly got talent. I mean, I listened to some Swansea fans last night on a Twitter space, and they were really, really positive about him, a lot more than some of the Cough fans have been, which is 
which is a bit weird. I think we're just obsessed with his height and you don't have to be, I mean, her hair's not huge and her hair, you just got to get used to the physicality, which in the championship, which you probably don't get in Belgium. But I, I really like him uh, and it's just finding the best role for him. And I think it was probably a shame that we had to play him in 10 because I think he would have been a good sub for Milan's second half. And I think their left wing back, I think Milan got at him a lot and I think Sakamoto could have done. So, yeah, it's a shame about Palmer and just shows that we really need another number 10 in, really, because we're woefully short in that position. Yeah, well, I think we'll talk about um, where do we need to strengthen on, on sort of part two of the of the, uh, of the the show. So that's that, that's to come. Um, Cloud, let's go to the first half. I thought it was a half where um, we, we enjoyed a lot of possession and we, we looked we looked pretty good. Possibly yeah. up until the goal, maybe a lack of the, you know, creating chances really but it was quite encouraging first half wasn't it i thought i thought it was, it was quite comfortable and uh it's amazing how they've they've changed their manager and their philosophy of playing has completely changed in a few weeks you know because they weren't retaining possession like they normally do swansea we had lots of the ball um it's just a shame that we didn't really i mean i feel we just need to get our wing backs further forward 20 yards because against a team like swansea yesterday we're still trying to get to grips of how they want to play we could have taken them in that first half you know and uh, I mean the goal we scored was great decent move um it's we didn't really combine enough probably um but I thought we were comfortable and uh it's just a shame we just you know I mean everyone's cheering and you know chanting celebrating the goal you know and and within a minute, it's one all, which is you know just uh, sloppy defending basically. But I thought we were comfortable that first half. Yeah, I tend to agree. I thought I thought we played some really good football. When you go to a place like Swansea, you kind of expect to be sitting back and defending. But if anything, we were on the front foot. Um, the game stats tell you we had sixty percent possession to foot to their forty. So, and not many teams go to Swansea and play like that. Um, Glenn, how encouraged were you by you know the style of football? I mean, the first goal um, lost count how many passes we made, which led to the goal. But a really good team goal, a good link-up play with with Hadji Wright, who uh, sort of passed it back to Matty Godham, a nice left foot finish into the corner. Um, great goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good finish. I think Claudio makes a good point. The two teams have kind of flipped the styles. We've gone more to a Swansea way. Swansea are kind of playing our way last season where we just kind of hit teams on the counter. Um, obviously, like the way their goal came, it was a long ball forward. But yeah, our, our football at times is superb. It's just that little bit of a ruthless clinical edge. But Godden's there, scores another good goal. And yeah, Godden's finished. He can't score goals. We need to move him on. Whatever the narrative is, he, he's been arguably one of our main massive positives this start in the first four games he's he's looked really really lively which is unusual for him because he's normally a bit of a slow starter um for us in the past in, in start of the season so yeah good to see him on and Hadji Wright looks superb again and that one where he whistled it by the post that was an absolute rocket he hit so yeah really really positive it just we just need that clinical edge that ruthlessness that will win his games and you can't be Sloppy like we were, we get punished every mistake we've made this season. We've got we've got punished, unfortunately. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I thought um, 
first of all, great that Matty Golden once again has proven his critics wrong. That's his third goal in all competitions, top goal scorer. I think he's well and truly um, quietened down the critics. Um, I thought Hadji Wright on his first uh, start in the league looked really good. I think he's a player that's going to be, in my opinion, hitting 15 to 20 goals a season. I think he might even get as far as 20 goals. I've, I've got a lot of confidence in the guy. I really think he's he's the man to replace Victor Jokeres. Um So I think that they're, they're, they're two positives going forward. But what went wrong with the goal, Claudio? It was just, for me, it was really poor defending. What, what do you put it down to? Is it just the fact that it's just a, you know the fact that we're ahead that sometimes you're kind of more most vulnerable when you you know you just scored because you kind of relax a little bit. Do you think it could be something like that, or what would you put it down to? Well, it's just it was like a concentration, but uh, I mean for all the positive things that Jay De Silva he got caught out against Leicester similar. Uh, you got to cut the crosses out. You got to get out there. I mean that's not just that's a problem from last season as well. I used to think we used to let the ball in come in far too often. Uh, great if you can defend it, but we just got completely caught. Cool. Even Fads got caught flat-footed, didn't they? Um, and he didn't put much wrong. Uh, but we, yeah, it's just like a concentration. You know, you, we all know they say you, it's the most dangerous time you just scored a goal, whatever. But you basically got to clear your lines and get out to that man who's going to put the ball in. And I mean, the lad had just—he just stepped in front of everybody and just nodded it in. It was. Uh, it was just a poor goal, wasn't it, really? And that's the most disappointing part of the game because, I mean, apart from that, did they have many chances? Not really. You know, we could have snuck a little 1-0, couldn't we? Yeah, I mean, my personal opinion is I thought the defending was pathetic for that goal. Um, I think, first of all, um, I think their player, Dar Harry Darling, puts it long to, I think it was Jay Fulton, the number 30, uh, on the right-hand side. Jada Silva is really caught in a poor position. Looked like he's maybe ball watching a bit. He's not goal side to his man. Um, and the marking for Yates was pathetic. You know, no no one is getting across. There's no McFad seen. Thomas, no one sees the danger. And it's another goal for Jerry Yates. Um, I think he scored against us for Blackpool last season as well at uh, at the CBS. I mean, I don't know about you, Glenn. I'm sick of seeing Jerry Yates scoring against us. I mean, that, that's why I really wanted him to come to us. And uh, once again, he's he scored. I mean, it was just sloppiness, wasn't it? It was just just frustration. Yeah, um, I, I just think the problem was the, he'd had a few opportunities where he'd got in the right wing back, and he put an absolute awful ball in. And then you can just see it with the silver. He got he thinks, do I stick my leg out or not? And he kind of just second guesses himself. <clears> and that split thirty seconds gives Ashby the chance to get the ball and get it in. And I don't think it's the cleanest header in the world. I, I'm not sure head, shoulder, whatever it is, but once he gets something on it, he was always going in. And you're right, Jerry Yates always scores against us. And I said as much to a Swansea podcast that I was on it last week that Yates scores. I think that's three in his last three, at least. I think it might be four in the last three because I can't remember if he scored both goals against us at the CBS or not. But yeah, he's a striker who gets chances. And that's did he have another chance all game? Not that I can remember. And that's no. the problem. Hadji Wright's probably had three or four and not scored. Yates has had one and took it. And we handled him and Pirlo um, quite well, I think, all game, by that one moment. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to get a couple of comments here from our audience. Kyle Holly says, evening, guys. I expect to draw yesterday. 
Swans a difficult place to go to and bring on Sunderland PUSB. And Ian Small still gelling reasonably okay so far. Um, I thought, let's go to you, Cloud. Um, we'll go back to Glenn in a minute. But, I mean, coming to half-time 1-1, one, one, a bit disappointing. Second half, I thought, was quite a even affair. Which, which you, would you agree with that? There wasn't really a lot of goal mouth action, wasn't there? It was just two sides that couldn't really break down each other's defence, wasn't it? It was, it was just yeah, a stalemate, if anything. This is where we need that bit more creativity in midfield. We're a bit... Uh, with Josh and uh, Ben Sheath, they're, they're defensive midfielders, really. Uh, they're great at playing in front of our back three, but we needed we needed something a bit extra. And that's where I think uh, Sakamoto was struggling a bit uh, in that number ten role. So, you know, that's why we feel we need a bit. We definitely need a bit more there. I mean, we had about a ten minute spell in the second half. We had loads of corners. Uh, the, the delivery wasn't particularly good, was it? Um, you know, and that's where we missed Casey and obviously Gus, who used to put the ball in before. So we need, I mean, if we're going to score, it looked like it was going to be a scramble affair. It, you know, and, and then towards the end, we gave them a couple of half chances. But yeah, I mean, it was even all round really in the end, wasn't it? We we had the best of the first half and the second half. Um, we didn't make the most of the amount of possession we had. And that's, we've got to be clinical because... I'm still thinking we've had three games and we should be looking at nine points, basically. And uh, we've, we've undone ourselves in all three games. Well, sorry, in the two games that we uh, we didn't get the wins. Yeah, I mean, the, the positives we can draw from the first three games that we've scored in every game. We've been, I think we've been ahead in every game. Yeah. Uh, we've, won, we've, we've, we've had four points, you say, from nine. And Glenn, I mean, would you have taken four points or nine at the start of the season from those three games, or were you are you kind of disappointed a bit, kind of feeling we could have had more? Um, I think being realistic, um, I would have took that four points. Yeah, I would. Have, I wouldn't. I wasn't expecting us to get anything from Leicester. I think the galling thing is how well we played against them and, and didn't get anything. The the League Cup tie. Yeah, it was disappointing, but that thing's happened in cup football. Borough was really good. Bar we did give them a few chances that they didn't take, um, but it was real. It's a win, and we clean sheet. And yesterday, we don't normally get anything against Swansea. It's a decent point, and if we back it up with the two home games with four to six points, it's a real good tally. Considering, like I say, you've got to go back to last season, how poor our start was. I think Burnley last season only won one out of the first five and they romped the league. Um, I don't think Sheffield United had that good a start either. So Luton were a bit off the rails as well. They had they had a bit of a poor start till they clicked into gear. So yeah, it, it's not it's not overly concerning. I, I can see the bigger picture. Whereas I think last season when we were struggling, it was like, yeah, we were we were undoing ourselves a bit, but I think this season you can see reasons why it's just fitting the new players in. And, and you, Milan gets better every game. Sakamoto will improve the more and more he plays. Sims is only going to get better. Wright's only going to get better. And it's just a case of we miss Hamer. We haven't got Allen. We haven't got a T Tavares or like that. And we haven't got O'Hare. And we haven't got Palmer. Those five make a huge difference because really we didn't have much on the bench yesterday, unfortunately. And and that's just that X factor that you need to, to win games. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the convert, conversely, you could say that we were out those players, yet we've, we've played Swansea. I wouldn't say 
possession, we've dominated the game from a possession point of view, maybe not in terms of chances, but that, that gives you a lot of encouragement. And also the fact that in the three games, we've, we've scored every game, we've been in the lead. So that, that for me, draws, it, we could definitely draw strength from that. And I think that, that, that bodes well. I mean, look, look at last season, we were boss in the league after certainly first first 10 games. We, we, we were, you know, bottom the league and obviously went up in the playoffs. So it's a much better start. Um, looking ahead to the next couple of games, obviously got two home games now with, with Sunderland and Watford um, on the horizon. Um, and I, Claudio, how, do you think they're two games we can get six points from? Oh, definitely. I'm just, I'm not worried about Sunderland at all, to be honest. They've had a, a I mean, I don't think they've had a particularly good start, have they? They've, uh, what I've seen of them, um, I'm not worried about them at all, or Watford. Um, I mean, it's like Glenn was saying, you know, we've we've got some points in the bag and we've done it with not a full strength team yet. So, and I think, I don't think we've got anything to worry about. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm slightly disappointed in the, the fact of the way things went yesterday and even the Leicester game, just because we were in control, you know, and you, you just feel, you just go, oh, if only we just had a little bit extra, you know, and we come away with all the points. And I think it'll be the same on Saturday. I'm, there's nothing to fear. I mean, while they've got that Ross Stewart still out injured, they haven't really got... Um, I mean, I know um, Joe Bellingham scored yesterday, but that's that's not where their goals are going to come from normally. Um, I've Nothing to fear. And I think Pritchard wants away, so it, will he be playing? Probably not. Uh, I wouldn't mind picking him up. He'd be quite good. Uh, so I'm, I'm confident we'll get six points. Yeah. But I think, as as Glenn rightly mentioned, I think if you get the six points, or you know, that that makes that Swansea result look really, really good. Yeah. Um, well, last Glenn, season, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, last season, Mark Robbins would say we would get a point somewhere, and he'd be asked the question, "Is that a good point?" And it's like, well, we'll find out at the end of the season, won't we? And they were yeah. good points. These games where we probably weren't, you know, uh, at our playing our best game, but we, we managed to get the uh, the point. And I think that's what you've got to look at. Um, yeah. But I don't know, I reckon we'll do that's on Saturday, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing, Glenn, as well, is when I listen to the interviews with Robbins and Josh Eccles, is the fact they are disappointed that yesterday's result. And that just shows how far we are coming as a club, that, you know, in previous seasons gone by, I know we haven't beaten Swansea in quite a long time. I can't remember when the last, um, when the history, that's one for Jim Brown to ask, I think, anyone out there on social media. But that's a good sign as a club, isn't it? That we go to an away game like Swansea and we come away and we're feeling disappointed we haven't got a win. And I think that's a great thing. I like I like hearing that personally. What's 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 your opinion? Yeah, I think a lot of fans now see anything they get against us as a good result. Even the opposition fans, a lot of the Swansea fans were like, Yeah, we think cover good, cover really impressive. We think they're only gonna get better. And that was the massive, massive positive, I think. And yeah, I, I I think we've kind of matched our results last season. We we beat Borough, which we did at home last season. We lost against one of the relegated sides, which you would class that was the same as Norwich or um, Burnley away. You could you could class the Leicester game as that. And we've gone to Swansea and got a point. So if we match our results against Sunderland and Watford, which we get four points from those two games, we we've, we're pretty much where we were where we were last season in terms of results wise. Ideally, I think I think we can go and beat Sunderland and, and we can beat Watford. And I think if we beat Sunderland, it might be a cheerio Mr Mowbray there because I think he's a, he's not 
looking like he's uh, very popular there with the technical director because he doesn't seem to be getting players in. And I, I don't think Fads will have nightmares about Bradley Dak playing as a striker against him, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think he's the most physically imposing uh, striker that uh, Fads is going to play against. But yeah, I, I see the bigger picture. I see the team. What I would say is it kind of reminds me of, do you remember the promotion COVID season in League One where we went through that? We couldn't buy an away win, could we, for Toffee? We couldn't buy it. We're away from home. We were just struggling. We'd have loads of chances. We'd lose games. I think we lost to Burton, maybe 1 0. And we had a load like Oxford. We were 3 2 up, and then Dabo scores an own goal. And we just couldn't buy a win away from home. And then suddenly it just all clicked, and we went on that great run. And I think that's what's going to happen this season. Once the piece of the jigsaw fall together, once we get our hair back, Touchwood, hopefully, Jamie Allen gets himself fit. Palmer's back. We get Tavares. We've got, we've got loads of options. And we just find that two players to replace Hamer and probably another couple of signings. And then we're good to go. And I really think we've got a chance of doing something special because I don't look at any t- teams in the league, even Leicester and say, even some, uh, sorry, Southampton. They've scraped against two of the teams you'd think would be in the bottom six. I don't sit there and go, wowee, there's a, there's a Burnley this season. There's a Norwich in previous seasons. Leeds look a shambles. I, I think we can definitely be top six. And we might even have a crack at top two. But it's just how well we <coughs> click and who we get to replace Hamer. But I'm, I'm really excited. It's probably the most excited I've been at the start of a season because we normally start crap. <laughs> In most seasons, we normally just like dropping silly points and whatever. But no, I'm really yeah. positive about it. Yeah, I just think it's a case of um, trying to cut out those mistakes. Like yesterday, um, like the goal was just a bit disappointing from my point of view. And it's another goal. Like it's a bit like Leicester game, wasn't it? At the start of the season, yeah. we could we could see that that first goal from across as well. And I think that's something I'm sure Robbins will be looking at hopefully um, in the uh, the next few days. He does, training ground. He, he does say, though, doesn't he, Mark Robbins, that he, he mentions it a lot about making the right decisions in the final third. Uh, so he, he knows. He knows we are so close to being very good. And once we get those decisions right, we'll, we won't worry if we let a goal in. It doesn't matter because we've hopefully scored three at the other end, yeah. uh, which could have happened yesterday. So, I mean, I, I'm confident. With, I'm, yeah. I, I reckon... It, Top six this season, easy. If, you know, if we get everybody playing the way they should be playing, I'm really confident about that. Glenn mentions Leeds. Leeds have got in-house fighting. It's all going off there at the minute. They've got two weeks before the... Um, it's about two weeks before, probably less than that now, the window closes. Um, so by the time we play Watford, they may have lost three players by then because uh, no doubt they're, they're still going to ship some players out. Um so these next two weeks are really important for us as well because it's um, hopefully we'll get the players in that will strengthen our squad. Yeah. Um, it comes to some more comments here from our audience. Uh, got a comment here from Hadders 666 A to start, more than disappointing, but four points from two uh, away and the home isn't bad. We're, we're the best team in the three, all three games, I feel. These four signings will be crucial. I've got one here from Hexer. Uh, as the home team, Swansea didn't push us and now it's the counter. I think more teams will do the same. I think we need more ball-playing midfielders. I think that's a, that's a, that's an interesting comment there, Glenn, because do you feel that that might be a pattern for games to come where teams might just try and sit on us and hit us on the counter? 
you know, in home and away fixtures. Is that something that do you think that's something that Robbins might be looking to work on in the week? You know, Mark passing the ball quicker, trying to, you know, a bit like the goal, even, you know, the first goal where we've played some nice football to open up the defence. I mean, that's is that style that opposition teams will try and play? Yeah, I think there's times when you watch you watch our play, you think, you know what, that's where Hamer would be or that's where O'Hare would be. There'd be an option and they'd, Hamer would find that space to get the ball. And you can see sometimes Fazzy's looking for it and they've maybe marked off Sheaf and Eccles. And it's just that. I mean, Sakamoto did it a few times where he managed to find a little pocket of space. But yeah, we maybe don't have that drive from midfield that we have when we've got, got like Casey Palmer, O'Hare and Hamer and that little bit of a magical pass. Just that X factor, I think that's that's the one thing we're we're missing, and a lot of the teams in the in the championship tend to have that who who in there. But yeah, I'm I don't. We're going to be solid. I think you can defend deep against us, but we're good out wide. We get down the sides of teams. So yeah, I just we've never been a team that's going to play straight through the middle in front of a packed defence. So yeah, I think we just we kind of like shadow box a bit. If that's the right word, we don't. We seem to just be happy keeping the ball, and then boof, boof, and then we attack. But yeah, um, I think you can probably try anyway against us. I'm not convinced there's a way that will definitely work defensively against us because if we get a quality midfielder who can do what Hamer did, then we've got that option of long range and fizzing one in top corner, or and Sheaf can hit them from distance. So can Eccles. So that's the only probably yeah. thing we didn't do was work the keeper enough yesterday, really. That's the one negative when you look at all the other games. We've, we've had loads and loads of chances and the keepers keepers done really well in all the other games. Whereas I don't think Rushworth or Wilson had that much to do yesterday. Well, Wilson made one good save, I think, from Fulton second half, um, where I think Fulton hits it straight at him. And that's probably the only real save he had to make. But yeah, I think that's a, that's probably the biggest frustration, Claudio, isn't it? That we didn't really make their keeper work at all. I mean, second half... I don't remember an occasion where the keepers actually had to make a save. We've, we've had a few corners which have been headed over the bar, and that was it. It's a bit disappointing. Yeah, well, that's well, that happens, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what we need to do. Is get you know, if we're going to have shots, let's get them on target. Let's make the let, let the keeper work. Um, sometimes it's frustrating because it falls to the wrong player, doesn't it? You know, um, but it. <laughs> It's just one of those. I mean, we could play one game and have three shots and score two goals, couldn't we? And come away with the 2 0. Um, and no doubt that might happen against us at some stage during the season. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot more positives this season. I think we've. And what's nice, actually, is that as fans, I mean, years ago, if the defence had it, it'd be like kick it long, kick it long, get up the pitch. I find that there's more people grown now when we do go long. It's like, oh, what have you done that for? That's a wasted pass. It's almost like, you know, the way we're playing, people are starting to realise, let's keep hold of the ball. It's the best way forward. And uh, and that's good to see, you know, that we, you know, it's, because it, if you've got the fans on your side, that's half a battle, isn't it? When, you, when you're supporting the team and with, especially with the players you've got. Um, and I, I think it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, and hopefully once we, Get our shooting boots on. We we'll start getting more goals. I mean, I mean, I think Matty Godden would be fine. It's just the other two lads who need some to start hitting the target. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm going to go to a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about um, a bit yesterday, a bit about who who we're looking to bring in. Um, any comments um, 
please send us in. We'll get them read out and we'll, we'll discuss on the, base, on the back of that. So we'll be back in about a minute's time. Sky Blue Fans TV. For the fans, by the fans. Welcome back to the show. Yeah. I uh, want to thank uh, all our sponsors uh, for sponsoring us, Sky Blue Tavern, Dillon's Brewery, Neil Nell, uh, Central Health and Safety Solutions, uh, and um, I think CCFC Prince, Mr. View Sky, and Anthony Hawks Photography. So thank you for sponsoring us and your continued support to our podcast. Um, okay, let's move on to um, players that we're looking to bring in maybe until the next couple of weeks after the window shuts. Um, Glenn, a lot of rumours about um, a couple of Barnsley players, Kitching and Styles. Interesting, Barnsley lost yesterday. I mean, have you seen much of them? What, what can you tell us any information about them? Do you think they're players that would fit into the club ethos, into the team spirit, the camaraderie, etc.? Um, I spoke to one of my dad's mates who's a Barnsley fan and joked that we were signing him basically their entire team. Um, and he was gutted that we got Thomas because he said he really rated Thomas highly. Um, but he said Kitchen could be as good, if not better. Um, but he suspects Barnsley want silly money for him. And I think we don't want to get into a Luke McNally situation where, obviously, Burnley had a price in mind that was way above what he's actually worth at this time. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we'll probably try and go back in for him because I think he fits the mould. Styles, if you can get him for £2 million, like the release clause is rumoured, I think he's a great acquisition. He can play wing back. He can play midfield. He's got a drive on him. He's an international. He's still quite young. He's got lots of championship experience. He's been in around teams pushing for the playoffs. So, yeah, I think he'd be a, a good signing for us. Uh, the other couple of names that I've heard, obviously, Jamie Patterson's apparently on his way out of Swansea. Um, and West yeah. Brom are looking at him. And I, I think if West Brom think he's good enough, I would maybe say the argument that he could do a job for us because he could cover three or four positions for us and be that utility player that we need um, to like cover the 10 role, could play out wide if we need a winger to maybe play two wingers with Sakamoto and somebody else wide, like going back to the uh, 4 2 3 1 that Robin's played a bit of, or 4 3 3. Um, and I don't think he costs that much. And then the other lad is, I think it's. Dion Pereira, I think he plays a Venezuelan midfielder. He plays over in the US. I think he's a Austin FC, um, but apparently he's only his contract's up in four months. Um, so yeah, I mean, he plays a bit more of a, an anchor midfielder. I think more defensive. But yeah, his numbers are pretty good. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if we go and look at the MLS or somewhere like Danish football or like that. Um, it seems to fit the mould for the scouting network that they pull these rabbits out of the hat so to speak was it were we looking at another Braz, I'll say a brazilian Ivanda. Ivanda, yeah. 
yeah. I think that was kind of he wasn't the one who was in the picture with because obviously there was a there was a picture going the rounds of Doug. Well, somebody said there was a strange person who came into the CBS who hadn't been there before because they were asking stewards who they looked like and said he looked a bit Brazilian. And then there was a picture that did the rounds <laughs> on social social media, which is probably could be the new cleaner, it could be the new head of marketing, could be anyone. Yeah. But apparently, because the guy was behind Doug King, it was it was it was our new signing. But yeah, yeah. Um, Evander Evander would have been a great signing. He played uh, Danish football um, and their team. The team that he left, they beat um, a couple of good sides. I think they beat Lazio in the Europa League, and then he got sold on. But he's got a long-term contract, and yeah, he's. Um, I don't think they'd sell him for anything cheap. But yeah, I, I can. I think we'll we'll go and get somebody good because the new guy Shay, who Steve shows on our recruitment team, he was the one who like helped find Mares. Um, I think he might have been the one who helped find Kante for Leicester. So he, he's got a record of finding the diamonds out the rough that turn into be very, very good players. Had you right for one? How on earth yeah. has a Premier League club not taken a punt on him? Look at the amount of Premier League clubs that need strikers. He looks, he looks that. class and inter- international. But but the fee would fee you we paid for him, Mark, if you were if you were a Palace fan or an Everton fan, you'd be sitting there scratching your heads thinking, there's an international striker for less than ten million, still quite young, got all the raw attributes, can play in a two or can play as a lone striker and no one's taking a punt on him. It just seems really, really bizarre to me. In the same same way that I'm I'm baffled that no one bigger went in for Hamer than Sheffield United and he was absolutely class for them on Friday night and hopefully he continues that and he gets his big move and kind of have a nice little sell on fee at the summer and we get another payday out of it. What's what's the sell on fee for Hamer? Was that that twenty percent. What was the, what? Do you know what the, what the terms and the conditions were with that one? I, I don't know. I was told there was one, but I don't. I don't know whether Claudio or anyone else has heard anything. But I was told no, there that... was a salon, salon clause. But I would be very surprised if we let him go without one, given given our past record for selling players on to bigger clubs. I think everyone we've we've sold on has had some form of salon clause in it. Um, who we sold on for like a million plus, I think. So I'd be yeah. very surprised if there isn't one. Yeah. Uh, Claudia, looking at um, potential signs, is there any, any any potential signs that obviously from the names we just discussed well, there that kind of jump out or excite you? I would I would go with the two Barty lads. I mean, I've watched the Barty game during the week and uh, they had a good first 10 minutes and Kitchen had a bit of a mare for the rest of it. Uh, but that, that happens. Uh, but they were solid last season for Barnsley, and people, you know, people don't rave about players for a whole season and they become rubbish overnight. That's just that just happens, you know. You have a bad game, whatever. Uh, I'll take a punt on those. Um, it's so difficult because, personally, I think we need a couple of more creative midfielders uh, to back up what we've got because we've. Yeah, we've got. Uh, we don't need any more forwards. We've got two. I mean, the lads up front are under pressure enough as it is without having any, any more forwards coming in, and and I'm expecting the more to come good. You know, especially Hadji Wright, like Glenn was saying, um, he's going to be excellent. I think Ellis Sims. I'm not sure how what Mark Robbins' plans are for him because I don't think. I mean, has he brought him in so we can change the way we play in certain matches? Because I think he's a a striker who plays up top and wants the ball to his feet. He's not one of these over-the-top 
strikers. I think we've had you right. You stick it over the top, he'll he'll chase it down. Uh, I think with Ellis Sims, he wants it to feet. So he's more of like a link forward, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Vander, that'd be fantastic. But, like, I mean, he played for, I think it was Mitterland or somebody in uh, Denmark. Yeah. Like a goal every three games is like banging him in. <laughs> uh, but uh, you don't know who's available. This is the thing. I mean, Hadji Wright was out of the blue. All the signings we've had are completely out of the blue. I've never known Mark Robbins either to say, I want four players. In the when Cease were there, he'd never say, I want four players. And it's almost like we're getting four players. He wants four players. Um, and as fans, we feel confident he's going to get four players. I just, which is quite positive, isn't it? You know, and um, so, I, I mean, we seem to be pulling out players that we've not heard of, which is, I kind of like actually, because with Haji Wright, because no one knew much about him. You haven't got the historical thing of saying, oh, he played, I don't know, Portsmouth, he was a bag of poo, whatever, you know, and all the rest of it. And I kind of like that because because what you don't want is that negative feel around a play you just signed when there's no need for it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, apart from ones Glenn's mentioned, we've not been rumoured with too many, have we, at the minute? Um, no. Somebody down at Wrighton in the bushes, don't we, really, to to see who's popping out the <laughs> out the door. Yeah, that was uh, brilliant. Was, yeah. But we need to bring in well, we know we need to bring people in. So I'm expecting the Premier teams now will start saying who you can have on loan. So it wouldn't surprise me we end up with three loanees and maybe another player we're gonna buy in. But it's nice to think we've got the money there. And there's no need to spend it all yet, is there? There's still the January window where there's gonna be players with less than six months on the contract and all the rest of it where we could steal them as well. It's just nice to be in a position now. We've got some cash, basically. Uh, normally, this time last season, I'm sure they announced that they our business has been done. You know, we've signed one player or something on loan and that's it. So we're in a lot, a really good position in terms of uh, what we can sign. And we, we've got to be an attraction to certain clubs. I mean, Glenn mentioned Everton. I mean, what you say is, Absolutely right. Watching them today, absolute shambles up front. You know, and you're thinking, I'm not really sure why they let Ellis Sims go because they've got no forwards. It seems really weird what they've done there. And uh, so I'm, well, fingers crossed, we get a couple in this week and then maybe the, I reckon there'll be two more coming in towards virtually deadline. Yeah, be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I've got to read out a few more comments from our audience. Um, in small, uh, we need to focus on a I don't know what it means, a tiles-type player, or maybe we'll find another another unknown Gus from Holland. I'm sure, uh, sure he's got his scouts out on that one. Um, Danny Jury says, hi, guys. I think Mark Robbins says he wants to bring a, bring a few more players in and hope we bring some good players. Uh, Ian Pimlock, we are in a better position, position now than last season already, and we expect to improve. Uh, Hector on YouTube says, we need, a, we need a midfielder who can score goals and right defenders. And draw players to him and beat a man just like just like Hamer did. Unfortunately, we can't get him back. On, we're nice getting back on loan, actually, wouldn't it? But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But in all seriousness, that this is what we need to make us really dangerous. Uh, Kyle Holly feels that uh, Sims will be will be good, and but will take time for him to settle at the club. Uh, Had a six 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 says that uh, never going to get like for like with Hamer, but a box box midfielder who can score goals is important. Someone who can take set pieces would also be a bonus. Um, 
is that is that sort of player styles would be if he came, Glenn? That sort of box to box creative midfielder that we'd be craving for, or not really? What what what, what would you say? Um, I would say he's box to box and he'll score goals. Um, I, I don't think he's probably from what I've seen. I don't think he's the sort that will drive like Gus did. Um, uh, you know, like the Tom Bailey style run where he'd beat three or four and drive forward and pick a pass. But no, Styles will definitely get you goals. Uh, and he's a proven championship performer. And, and I think that's what you're kind of looking at. Maybe you go and get Styles and Kitchen and a couple of loans. Um, I mean, like Claudio said, a lot of the Premier, the Premier League clubs are still holding on to players because they're waiting to do business and it's like a domino effect. I mean, the lad who we were linked with at Chelsea, Bashir Humphreys, was supposed to be going to anyone a number of championship clubs. He was on their bench today and they were adamant yeah. that he was getting loaned out and that hasn't happened. So, um, But yeah, I, I like Styles in terms of he'd get us goals, but he's not, not going to be Hamer, but in the same way that Sims and Wright are not going to be Jokerez, I think we go down the route of we get two players in and then that gives us... Because the big conundrum is none of us know how long Jamie Allen's going to be out for. None of us can guarantee that Callum O'Hare doesn't have a relapse. I mean, I hope to God he doesn't. But like I say, Palmer's is injury-prone, unfortunately, um, and doesn't hasn't... I think his biggest run of Cobb games is 12 or something. So you really then you're down to the bare bones again in midfield. Kelly Kelly's all right, but you're kind of all the same midfielders, aren't you? You're relying a lot on Sheaf then to be your creativity, and Eccles is going to improve. But yeah, I, I think you need just maybe the goal scoring midfielder to kind of replace Allen, like do the box to box role, and yeah. somebody who is a playmaker with a bit of creativity. Maybe it is going to be a Premier League loan and go and get a get a youngster from, uh, from Man City. I mean, Tommy Doyle, who was at Sheffield United last year, he's not gone anywhere. He might be available on loan. He's good box-to-box. Man City players are always going to be good on the ball and good in possession. He might be someone we could maybe get with our links with Man City. But, yeah, I'm sure we've got a massive list and I'm very confident we'll actually go and sign people and we're not alone, loan-reliant like we were last season which is a massive yeah. positive as well. Well, yeah, because we had, we had five players online, didn't we, last season? And six, I think... six, wasn't it, in total? If you count Teo, because um, obviously uh, he went guy, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, the great signing. But yeah, yeah. We, 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 we haven't really signed a dud yet. And just on about Sims, um, I, I was speaking to somebody on at uh, the Borough game, and they said they watched Sims in the warm-up watched him in the warm-up every game um, and said how good his finishing is in the warm-up. But they said they watched him at Exeter and he only took one shot and then he kind of felt a twinge. So I don't know whether he's had like a niggle and he's been playing for it because he hasn't played 90 minutes. But he's got an ample opportunity next Saturday against Sunderland because I'm sure the Sunderland fans will give him a bit of stick. If it was me, I'd, I'd want to prove a point and score a goal against them because they didn't rate him enough to go and try and get him back or pay pay the money to get him back there. So um, I think he'll probably score the winner on Saturday, which will cheer up the Mackhams. Yeah, that'd be that'd be very good if that happens. Um now Ken, even Ken, um he's he's making um he believes that we're we're close to sign a Swedish under twenty one player from Brighton. Possibly alone. Give me a minute and I'll tell you his name. 
I'll tell you okay. his name because I reckon I reckon it's the lad that I was on about. Um, well, whilst, whilst, Glenn, well, whilst you're looking into that, Glenn, we'll come back to you, Glenn. So keep that thought in mind. Because um, Ian mentions about, I think Lewis O'Brien is talking about Forrest. I mean, is he a player, possibly O'Brien, that you'd be happy to see come to the Sky Blues? Uh, yes, <laughs> I, oh, I, I, I find it really difficult because you I, you watch other teams and uh, you see players who fit into their side and I suppose the problem we've got is will they fit into our team and where are you going to play them? And with low knees, I get the impression that the idea is that you actually play them more often than not. Uh, so call them back. Like I think we had that with Ryan Giles, didn't we, where I think Wolves got a bit peed off and called him back, I think, because we weren't playing him enough. Um, so I think it's it's difficult. I'd, I'd, I mean, at the minute, um, Mark, because Mark Robinson says, you know, we've got uh, Tavares and uh, Callum coming back. Will that make a, a difference to where they're going to look to fill in the gaps, basically? Uh, I don't think we can rely on Callum ahead just yet because... If anything, let him come back slowly. I'd sooner him come back in November than come back in middle of September and not be ready and get other injuries. Because um, apart from the ACL, there's other stuff that will happen. You know, other muscle injuries he'll get. You know, while he's recovering still. Um, so I'm not sure about O'Brien. I mean, it just depends what what Mark Robbins is looking for. I mean, it's um, and of course we're guessing, aren't we? Because we're thinking, I mean, I'm thinking we need two midfielders, probably a, another defender and maybe, well, probably, yeah, probably two defenders, if I'm honest, honestly. Um, so it's difficult. I mean, they might be looking for two forwards and two midfielders. We don't know, do we? Yeah. No, you'd spot on there. Um, yeah, we're just, we're only speculating. Um, Yasan um, IRI. I think his name is a terrible pronunciation, um, but uh, I do apologise if Yasin's watching this show, which I'm sure he, I'm sure he is. Um, is there any anything any stats that you know about Yasin, um, Glenn, or anything that comes to mind? Or um, he's, played of, he's played four games for mainly as sub. He come off the bench um, in one of the FA Cup games last season. I think it's when they beat Grimsby, and he's come off as sub in a couple of Premier League games. Uh, he's actually already capped by Sweden. He's, he's been capped twice. Um, and one of them was a start. Um, he's actually, there's a couple of Twitter accounts I follow and they do lot of scouting and pick players out. And he was a name that was actually mentioned to me, I think about three, four weeks ago when the Hamer rumours would go around. And I think he would be very, very good. And Brighton would like to get him out and probably get him game time in a similar way that I think they've got three or four youngsters that they want to loan out. I think there's another one who's Irish called Andrew Moran, who's a couple of championship player, clubs are looking at. But yeah, I would be very happy with him because I think he's got something special. And if he's half as good as some of the young talent that Brighton have, have played are playing for him, then yeah, it'll be um, good business for us. Um, and yeah, we can we can bring him in and take him out, and not he's not going to be a guaranteed starter every week. The thing with Lewis O'Brien, I think, is the fee. I, I, I don't want to be paying ten million for him. And if Forrest, Forrest are obviously desperate for cash, apparently. Um, so that that's that's the other one. The other question is Panzo. If Kitchen's going to be too much money, do we go back in for Panzo? 
because I don't yeah. like the idea of Latibolier as left centre back. I think he's done well for us. I just don't like a right footer playing left centre back. I would rather have him in the middle or right centre back, and eventually, like I say, Faz phases out the team and we play about three. But yeah, Panzo still hasn't gone anywhere. So maybe if Kitchen's not going to be too much, we just hang fire till January and go and get Panzo or or Humphreys from Chelsea. In. But yeah, I, I think we don't. They want him to play. Whereas I think Panzo with Forrest, maybe we'd, we wouldn't have the guarantee that we have to start him because he's not he's not like a kid anymore, is he? Where you're going to say one to play X amount of minutes, like you would do probably Brighton with a, a, a Yari, that there'll be a deal in place that you have to play him X amount of games this season if he's fit. Isn't uh, O'Brien out in America at the minute as well? Is I think uh, he's loaned he out there. Back now. Or is he, he come back? Came back? Yeah, because he was supposed to sign for Blackburn and then Blackburn screwed right. Blackburn's secretary screwed up the um, form because oh, they right. didn't take okay. the right box. Um, but I, I like him. I just don't think he, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay the figures that have been banded about for him. I think on loan he would be decent. I don't think he's part. Uh, he's Hamer's level, but then again, I don't think a lot of players we're going to get in are going to be Hamer's level, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I could. He wouldn't be a bad loan. Um, and he's, a, he's another one who's got playoff experience. And that's a common theme with our signings. They've all had experience of the playoffs, I think, by the over-abroad signings that we've brought in. Everyone else has played in a playoff campaign. And I think most of them have been actually successful in it. Just, I was just thinking, if we imagine we sign Ayari, he, he turns out to be a big squeeze and he scores goals. Like I could think we could re- get that chart going again, couldn't we? Just trying to <laughs> change the words to the Yokeres and get Ayari. I think that would be something to be discussed if, if that happens. Um, I, mean, I mean, Chelsea must have a few they want to loan out because yeah. that squad is ridiculous. And uh, um, have they announced the their main squads for the season? Yes. Is that be, all been done in the Premier League? I think yeah. it's soon. I don't think they have to do it. might be after the window closes. Right, I, okay. I think, or it might be the week the window closes. Because I know... There was a couple of times because because Lyle Taylor like got left out of the twenty five man squad and basically didn't didn't play any like play through any uh, Forest at all last season and they were still mm. paying his wages and I think the same happened with O'Brien got left out of the January updated squad and that was a problem that's why they sent him on loan to the US right. because they wanted someone to pick his pick his wages up but yeah I I, I think it's I think it's net in the next couple of weeks right yeah. Got a few, got a few more comments from our audience. Um, on Callum O'Hare, Ken O'Tomo says that the biggest challenge for O'Hare will be a mental one. His brain will be telling that he's going to get hurt and control his game, especially as a player who gets nobbled. Uh, can come, will come good after he sorts that. I think, I think you know, we've obviously got Jody Jones as an example of, of a player who came back from injury, and it's yeah, I mean, leaving him injuries is a tough injury to come back from. And obviously, we wish, we all wish Callum O'Hare well, and hopefully, he's. Uh, back on the field, you know, fairly soon. Uh, Ian Small doesn't believe that Panzo is someone we should be looking to sign. Um, feels that uh, Binks needs a run too. I mean, that's the interesting one to sign of Binks because he hasn't, apart from that one game in the Cup, he hasn't really featured much. I mean, do you think that's just an issue with fitness or do you think Robin's, I mean, this is a question for either of you, do you think Robin's just hasn't always quite ready yet to start matches for us? Um I think Mark Robbins is quite loyal to the, his players at times, and I think he'll just stick with those three until he really needs to change things. Um, I mean, the person who probably come off 
if anybody, would probably fads if he thinks he's getting a bit of a runaround by somebody. Uh, but at the minute, the bloke is, I don't know what he's drinking. Maybe it's, uh, uh, I don't know, some sort of uh, tonic of some sort. But he's like, the bloke's like a machine, isn't he? He just keeps going. You know, it's, it's been excellent again already this season. Fantastic. So it's, I think, yeah, Mark Robbins is quite loyal to his players. He doesn't, he doesn't chop and change a lot. Uh, now, I don't know if not last season that was because he couldn't chop and change much. Uh, and maybe we might see something different by the end of the transfer window. But I, I don't think he's going to play unless he really has to, personally. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I think on that. Um, I think your question about the Premier League squad deadlines, the 1st of September, I've been told, reliably, so, for the squads. Right. So, I think there's still time. Um who we got here? Kyle says that he wouldn't mind Cameron Archer on loan. I know he plays for them, um, that other team in Birmingham. Um, but he would do a job in midfield. I, I think he's a really good striker, but I don't, I can't imagine he'll be coming. Um, but you never know. A bit strange things have happened. Uh, Frank thinks that the squads are named after 25th of of the month, so maybe it's this week. Whoever knows. Uh, he drink. Yeah, obviously he. Uh, he, he does drink the vodka and the Jaeger, as we all know the song. Yeah, it's a brilliant <laughs> song. It's one of one of my one, one of my favourite chants. Um, so yeah, I think I think all in all, I think it's going to be an interesting week um, or next two weeks, should I say, before the, uh, the window's up. Um, and I think I think you know, honestly, I think it's it, it. I think everything feels pretty positive, doesn't it, Claudia? I mean, I feel we're we're, we're definitely a club on the up. I like I like where we are as a club. It's just a case of can we? I think I think the slowly but surely the players are, are are getting to know each other and things are starting to gel and it's just it's just patience, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I think at, at some, you know, as supporters sometimes we probably are overcritical. That's the way we just are. I think every fan base is the same. But I listen to about three different championship podcasts where they're neutral and they're raving about us. I mean, there's one guy who thinks, and one of them he thinks Mark Robbins is the best manager in the league. He's got us down for top two. Uh, it's like a love fest. It's ridiculous. I mean, on the predictions for the weekend was that we were going to basically go to Swansea and win. That's all they could see was an odds-on win, basically. It's, and I'm thinking, well, they're talking about us. So we're probably our hardest critics, aren't we, at times, on our own club. And But I think there's plenty of positives. We've always been on an up, upward trajectory with Mark Robbins. Uh, why should that change? I, hope, I'm, I mean, the pressure is probably on Robbins now because he's he's been given some cash, hasn't he? And he's it's down well him and the recruitment team to get it right, basically, because we've never had this kind of money for years. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, they get it right. Else, it could be um, well, I wouldn't say a disaster, but it'd be a, a bit of a backward step if it if we don't get it right. Because will we have that money next season? Probably not. Um, so I, I think it's all good. I think it's plenty to look forward to. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I guess we've we've recouped that money from the sales of obviously yeah. Victor and, and Hamer, and obviously season ticket sales have been brilliant. I think nineteen thousand season ticket holders roughly. So that generates about seven to eight million pounds. Uh, if my maths is right, if it's not, then please please let me know. But that that that's also another good source of income. So. I think there's a lot more positives. I, I, I'm looking forward to the next two games. I think, as we, as we touched on earlier, I think they're both winnable fixtures. Um, and I'm sure it will be a good crowd for it. So, 
Yeah, I know uh, Sunderland, a friend of mine's a Sunderland, he lives up in Sunderland, Sunderland season ticket holder, and they've only sold half of their uh, allocation so far. And again, on general sale tomorrow, which has only happened about three times in the last three seasons. Yeah. Um, they He kind of said it's to do with the pricing, but also because they've not had a great start. He said they'll probably sell a few more now because they won at the weekend. Yeah. But, but I suppose it's £37 for adults, not... It's not a problem. It's more the the twenty five pounds for the juniors, whatever they're char we're charging. But that's the way it is, isn't it? I suppose. Uh, yeah. But the less of them, the better, really, as far as I'm concerned. Make less noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are they are very passionate support, and they usually do fill up their allocation. So, um, yeah. So, I think I think the, the the prices for games, yeah, I think they are really expensive. But every club's the same, and it's just just the way of the world, isn't it? It's just the economy at the moment. The, the price of everything's going up. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, people could. I mean, people just make the choice. You either go or you don't go. I mean, I never view anybody any less for not going. It's it's whether you can afford it or not. Uh, there's other circumstances. It's not. Uh, it's not that easy. Plus, it's a good old distance, isn't it? Coming down from there. I mean, it's we're only halfway down the country to them. But uh, and that's what people consider sometimes. And it's a bank holiday weekend. And I think there's no trains. There's a train strike, I think, or something. Yeah. So it's, it's not a great weekend for football. Well, probably more support the Wednesday, not a train strike, I think, is, is, is a thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels like it's every weekend's a train strike. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know how far it is because I came from Middlesbrough to Cov um, on, on the playoff semi-second leg, and it was, like, over three hours, and it? Yeah, it felt forever. So I know it will be a long journey for them, but uh, I guess they're, they're used to that. Obviously, being in the northeast and having to travel a lot of games further south. So, okay, so that, that rounds up tonight's show. So thanks, Claudia, for coming on. Glenn uh, obviously just come off uh, previously, so thank you, Glenn, for your contribution tonight. Um, thanks to everyone for your comments um, on the, on the chat. Really appreciate that. Um, our next show will be on Thursday. Um, we've got a Sunderland guest. We'll be doing the Sunderland preview show. So uh, we've got a Sunderland guest on from the Roker Report uh, podcast, which is um, one of the Sunderland's main podcasts. So they'll be coming to join us. Uh, Ken will be back on the presenting um, seat for for Thursday. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. I hope you can join us. Uh, thank you for your participation tonight. Thanks to everyone uh, for watching and listening. And we'll speak to you on Thursday. Good night. Sky Blue Fans TV. For the fans, by the fans.